So today is the 30th of October, 2021. It's a Saturday. So this practice of Dhamma is the development of our minds to give rise to wisdom. This is something that's very important. This wisdom is to know suffering, to be able to know dukkha. We use the quality of saleka, which means to polish the mind. And so we do this Dhamma practice, practicing this nobly eightfold path of sila, samadhi, and panya, which has the right view at its head. And so we practice to uh, cut away, reduce the kilesas, practice uh, humbleness. And we have many methods to give rise to wisdom. The Buddha taught to contemplate anicca, dukkha, and anatta, impermanence, suffering, and not self, to give rise to wisdom. For instance, we contemplate the body as a conglomerate of the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. So we constantly are consuming water, consuming the earth element in food, and breathing air in uh, constantly, and giving rise to the fire element. So we see that the body is constantly changing in this way. But if we don't contemplate in this way, then we won't see impermanence because the body has a quality of uh, continuity that can cover over the truth of impermanence. But when we see the breath come in, the in-breath arises, stays for a little while and passes away. Similarly with the out-breath, it arises, stays for a little while and passes away. This is practicing vipassana, clear seeing. And so we can see the impermanence of the body with every in and out breath. So whether we have a lot of outer wealth, we might have a high status, a high rank, a lot of Uh, money, a lot of material possessions, a lot of friends, or a large retinue, and so on. But these things are not a true happiness. To realize true happiness, we have to practice Dhamma. To see the in and out breath as impermanent, and seeing this clearly, we see the Dhamma. But if we don't see clearly, then we'll see it as a self, as a me, as a mine, a you and a yours, all the time. So may you contemplate this with wisdom to see the body as a heap of impermanence, to see the breath as impermanent, and then you see the Dhamma. So without wisdom, we see the body as a source of happiness, as a a heap of happiness. We see if the body gets too hot, if it's very hot, then when that heat reduces, we experience that as pleasure. Or if the body's very cold, when the cold is alleviated, then we feel pleasure. And we feel this pleasure simply because the quality of suffering and pain is reducing. 
So with various bodily discomforts, when the discomfort fades, then we feel pleasure, which is simply because the pain is fading and we feel at ease. For instance, if we sit for a long time, our body becomes sore and painful, and so we change posture and feel relief and pleasure. The body suffers, and so we change posture. We may feel like lying down is a posture of great comfort, but if we lie down for a long enough time, then our body becomes sore and painful, all the same. Same with standing and sitting. For instance, if someone works in an office and they sit for a long time, then they may get what's called office syndrome. Or if one sits watching uh, TV or movies for a long time, then the same problem arises, or listening to music for a long time. And so if we don't contemplate this, then we won't see this quality of dukkha, of suffering. So may you contemplate this all the time. From the very moment that you wake up in the morning, may you contemplate like this. And ask yourself, why do I brush my teeth? Why do I shower? It's because this body is of the nature to be dirty and not beautiful. So we reduce the quality of dirtiness through brushing teeth and showering and so on. And then we see it as beautiful. But in truth, it's not beautiful. It's just that the quality of dirtiness has reduced. And then in no long time, that dirtiness arises again back to its uh, previous level. And similarly with hunger and thirst, we eat and drink to reduce hunger and thirst, which are qualities of dukkha related to the body. Or we study in school and go to work And this is because we need uh, monetary wealth in order to care for our bodies. While we go about our lives, then we get lost in the six senses, get lost in sounds and tastes and smells, uh, touches, sights, and mind objects. And this is called kama sukha, the pleasure of the senses. And when we get lost in the sense pleasures like this, then we don't see the body as a pile of impermanence, a pile of uh, changingness, of suffering, of not-self. So may you contemplate dukkha. And this term dukkha can translate it as that which cannot be sustained or cannot last. For instance, the postures of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down they're characterized by this quality of dukkha. They can't be sustained. To me, contemplate to see the body as a heap of suffering. And we don't see how the body is a heap of suffering. So we can recall the arahants in the texts, in the suttas. The arahants with the body still experience suffering related to the body but they don't suffer in their minds because caring for the body is suffering, is dukkha. And when the body dies and passes away, then there's only happiness left because the arahant doesn't have to care for a body anymore. There was a story of one arahant who was going to visit his hometown, which was known to be a rough place. 
And so the Buddha was asking him about how he would fare traveling to such a rough place. And he said, well, if people uh, criticize me or address me with harsh words, then I'll think, well, at least they're not hitting me. And if they hit me, then I'll think at least they're not stabbing me. And if they stab me, I think at least they're not killing me. And if they kill me, then that's okay as well, because I'll have no problems left, because the body is simply uh, suffering. So we may listen to this story and for ourselves, we we don't want death, we don't want to die. But this monk in the sutta, he was uh, fully enlightened. He had no liking or disliking left. So may we contemplate this with wisdom. Contemplate the body as these elements of earth, air, fire, and water temporarily gathered together. We also contemplate the buildings that we use, such as the meditation hall, the oposata hall, or our house, we see it, it's made out of rock and cement and metal and wood and so on. But if we look more deeply at it, we see, well, is it really beautiful? If we don't clean it, then dust accumulates and it becomes dirty. And if the cement or rock is cleaned and polished and nicely built, then we see it as beautiful. Similarly with wood, when it's Uh, properly varnished and well-built, then we see it as beautiful. But if we separate out these components into their uh, finer parts, into their component parts, then we see that it's not beautiful. When we look closely, we see clearly, we see that underneath the polished surface, and there's metal bars and the components of cement, There's the grains and the wood and the small pieces that make up the wood and the cement and the rock. And we see when it degrades, then there's no sala left, there's no building, there's no meditation hall left. Similarly with these human bodies, we see them as me, as mine, as you and yours, as male or female, old or young, and so on. But when we break them apart and separate it out, we see that it's all just earth, air, fire, and water. There's no self there to be found. And the same with uh, the planets and the sun. They're just composed of the elements uh, gathered together. For instance, the sun is just gases. It's just gases temporarily gathered together. When these various gases gather together and form a large mass, then we call it a star or a sun. But when we separate out these parts, we see that really there's not anything there. It's just the component parts gathered together, gathered together temporarily. And when these gases gather together, then it gives rise to heat and light and it gives heat and light to our planet Earth. But this is seeing it on the coarser level. If we see it in a more refined way, then it's just gases gathered together. And so when we separate it out, we see this quality of not-self, of anatta. 
But when things gather together, then we don't see not-self. We see the body as something beautiful, something lasting, something that's a source of pleasure. So may you contemplate with wisdom in this way in order to overcome suffering. May you set your hearts on this practice.